Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I am joined by Otis. Yellow. And Emma. Hey, hey. And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode 21, A Christmas Story Christmas. So, Otis, how did you feel about A Christmas Story Christmas? I was really fun. I learned that this is the eighth like adaptation made for this family. And Gene Shepard's a very funny person, so it's really cool to see his idea keep going and his family were executive producers on this. I thought that was really fun to see. Uh, I really liked this film as well. I think it was a perfect, like, true sequel to the first one. I know that there's been, like, I know there's a Christmas Story 2 and a bunch of other different versions, but this one was really good and i loved that they brought as many of the original cast people as they could back i just it was it was beautiful emma i also loved this um i definitely cried a couple of times same but this is i know that christmas story has sequels but this is like in relation to the hocus pocus sequel we did in october we have waited 25 plus years for a hocus pocus sequel and it was very meh but this was legit like a proper very well aligned very well done beautiful sequel to i agree and i loved it oh my god it was good so i think it was the first christmas collection that we did a christmas story i think so yeah, it was a, it's one of your favorites. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my fucking favorite movies. So before the uninitiated, if you haven't seen A Christmas Story, good job. Because there are days dedicated it, to at, this movie. Yeah, at this point, it literally is. You have to try to avoid this movie. Yeah. Like you can't. It's impossible. Every Christmas gathering I've ever been to at anyone's house, they just have like whatever channel on in the background like running christmas movies and without a doubt christmas story is there yeah. like it's always on it's like i said it, it's a fun one but a christmas story is a story it, it depends on when you talk to gene shepherd about it he's the author of the book in god we trust all others wait yeah in god we trust all others pay cash yes that's the name of the book, and it's short stories about his life growing up, and one of the stories was about the BB gun and him trying to get it, and there's one about like one of his first girlfriends and then him trying to get a car. So all the stories that become movies, that's where it came from. What it was got? episode 10 of our very first Christmas movie countdown. Sweet. Yeah, no, I love this movie, but it's, like I said, it's the story of young Ralphie, Ralphie Parker. And it's, what, the week leading up to Christmas? Yeah. Something like that. It's a few days in the life of a little kid in Indiana. Uh, Hoen? Yes. Hoan? Homan. 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 Homan, Indiana, a.k.a. it's actually Cleveland, Ohio. But <laughs> Indiana, as he's dodging bullies, trying to get to Santa Claus to ask for his Red Rider BB gun. And what is it? Red Rider, Carbon Action, Dual, 
something. Oh, it's it. a whole thing. It had a sweet ass <laughs> name. A very yeah. specific BB gun. <laughs> and it just there's so many quotable moments from it when he goes to see Santa Claus and then Santa like kicks him in the face to knock him down the slide. It's one of my favorite spots in a movie. I want to go to a Santa that's up on a pedestal with a slide at the end. Like yeah. that's so fucking cool. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And just the dad, his family's absolutely crazy. But the thing with Jim Shepard, he's an awesome radio just voice. And he used to do a lot of different jokes and stuff. I told Katie earlier, but he did something with today's standards. It will be called friendly gaslighting. And he had all of his listeners go to different libraries and bookstores and ask for this fake book and say, hey, tell me when this book comes in. They did it enough that after a few weeks, it became the number one most sought out book. And people were like asking about it everywhere. They're like, I need this book. And, you know, and then some of the the douchey people in the world were like, oh, I read that book. His other book is better than this. And so and then Gene Shepard gets on the radio. And it's like, hey, anybody now now's the time, y'all. It's like anybody that says they read that book, call them out. Tell them to listen to the show. And for the, the next month, all of Christmas, I'll make sure to bring up that that book's not real and just crush their little heart. So he's a silly guy and he's known for like building up craziness and his stories. They're absolutely wild. Music's fun. So this isn't the continuing rendition of this movie. There have been seven other adaptations or continued stories. There have been so many other movies a Christmas Story wasn't even the first movie in the Parker family saga. It was Phantom of the Open Hearth. It was in 1976. It was made for TV film. <laughs> and then it just went from there. A Christmas Story came out in 83. So seven years he was trying to get his life out there and just have people laugh at it and stuff like that, which I thought was really, really cool. So they made a sequel where Ralphie is older. It's not the same Ralphie. It's another guy that looks a lot like Peter Billingsley. It, it was okay, you know. But finally, it seems like Peter Billingsley, he actually wrote this story. And he seemed to be really down to come back. And he was, I want to say he's an executive producer. And Vince Vaughn is the other executive producer for this film. And he came back alongside almost everybody from the original movie. Everybody that physically can be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the dad and the mom, they couldn't be here. The dad passed away in 2006. And the mom, she retired from acting in 2007. So it was a bit hard to get them back. They tried to get the teacher back. But I think she was just a bit too old, too. Yeah. Which I thought would be really cool. And then they could figure out some situations. So this is just 30 years later. Yes. Yeah. 30 plus years later after the story of a Christmas story and Ralphie travels home to Indiana to reconnect with his family and try to host the best Christmas possible. And then all the craziness that entails trying to put on the best Christmas ever. So this movie, it starts 33 years after the original one. And Ralphie, he is in Chicago with his wife, Sandy, and his two children, Mark and Julie. So Ralphie has been trying to get his first novel off the ground. And <laughs> his problem is 
his problem isn't the fact that he doesn't have enough like ammo for it. He actually has way too much. And his first book is what they said, 2,000, 2,500 pages? Over, over 2,000 pages. So he's written essentially a series, but it's only, he's trying to sell it as one novel currently. Yeah. So it, just to bring that into perspective, if you don't know how many, if that's an absurd amount of pages, Stephen King loves to write gigantic books. The Stand Unabridged is around that. And that's an unabridged added version that he came up with. <laughs> so is the Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. the full, all three yeah. Lord of the Rings. That's about the length of the Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings books, a fourth of it is just songs. You know what I mean? And another so. fourth of it is just lineage. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a tree Bible. beard, son of something, son of something, yeah, son like, of this guy, son of that guy, yeah, son like of a, that person. A musical Bible. It with, is. With, with killing. <laughs> yeah. Take out the musical part and take out the, the lineage part. And then you get the movies. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> so he's taken a year off from some job. I don't know what's big in Chicago industry. yeah industry (laughs) yeah something like that to make this book but no one is biting none of the publishers are biting because like i said it's sci-fi which i think in the 70s yeah absolutely sci-fi was big it's just it's probably just too big of a book it's too massive of a of an undertaking for people so if he split it up but he doesn't want to split it up because that's his idea he wants the full idea to go out i understand that sometimes you got to compromise ralph so as they are preparing to visit Ralphie's parents, he gets a call from his mom. And unfortunately, it's that kind of call you don't want to get. I I feel you on this one, Ralphie. I've gotten this call. It sucks ass. Same. Yeah. So he learns that his dad, the old man, not a finger, he has passed away. And so... Obviously, they're going to travel down to his mom to just, you know, help her out and be there for the funeral and all the things that comes with that to help out. But now it's on to Ralphie. Well, he has two things he's got to do. Write his father's obituary and then take up the mantle of making Christmas the most awesome thing ever. Because the dad and just like Katie's going to bring up because we've we've talked about this already, but the dad, it seemed like he was a grump, but this was the thing that he loved doing. He loved to see his kids happy. I mean, he didn't have to get that BB gun in the first movie because he knew he was going to blow his eye out. He knew it was going to happen. <laughs> but he's like, ah, fuck it. Every kid needs a BB gun. So, you know, that's the thing. So they head all the way to Homan in Ralphie's beat up 66 Plymouth that I didn't know you could seal a radiator with an egg. But now I'm thinking about it, yeah, because it's just, it makes the egg, what, over easy? No, it makes it poached. It would make it and poached so, really quickly. Yeah. yeah, poached, and then it'll just seal up the cracks. But then at some point, that egg is just going to deteriorate. Well, hard-boiled, I guess, because you're, did he, did they crack it? In? Yeah, they cracked it in. The, oh, okay. Then poached, yeah. Yeah, it's poached, but it, honestly, it's going to turn hard-boiled like, in a couple of minutes. Hard-poached, yeah. Yeah. And so I get it, but then at some point it'll be so hot and then moving around that it just deteriorates. And then I can't picture an egg helping your car, but 
No, that I can't seems see awful. that it wouldn't hurt it either. <laughs> you put something chunky where just liquids are supposed to be. Like that's not a good idea. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so as they meet up with Miss Parker, or I just say Grandma, honestly, they meet up with, with the Grandma, or Ralphie's mom. She has a refrigerator full of casseroles. So in Homan, apparently they don't make. Uh, I don't know. I think I assume every state's got some condolence food that you get. Well, it's just, it's, casseroles are typical condolence food across the United States, basically. When someone dies, you take a casserole to them because casseroles are easy. You just pop them in the oven and you don't have to think about it. It doesn't take a lot of brain power to, like, make it, you know, it's not hard, you you know, stick it in the microwave for a minute. And it's... It seems like pastas are really good like i made a fuck ton here you go yeah the giant chunk yeah it can be but um pasta doesn't how do i say this it's harder to give pasta to somebody because it takes multiple containers and extra space whereas a um casserole a casserole is just one dish like okay here take my square pan give it back to me when you're done yeah so the mom, she tells Ralphie that they got a lot of casseroles to eat because she can't eat this all by itself. So we start the story and just like the original one, we see the heels real quick. So Ralphie's kids, they're outside playing in the snow and they actually make friends with one of the Bumpus kids. So uh, the Bumpus family, they're still next door and all the hounds, they've had babies. It's been 33 years. So it's probably the second, third generation of of puppies there weren't as many bumpus hounds the first one i swear to god there were like eight of them that like ran, so in, many. ran into the house and ate the turkey but there were like three or four in this one so you know <laughs> i don't know what happened to the bumpus hounds maybe they were somewhere else and the technology has gotten better it's been 30 years so bullying is now mobile and the two kids are on a snowmobile and they're destroying fucking snowmen and the bumpus kid tells them like Snowmen don't last in home and man. It's like they drive around looking for snowmen and they just straight destroy them. So they knock over the Parker snowman and then take the scarf. And the kids are like, that's our scarf. And he's like, fuck you. And drives off. And Ralphie runs out there. Because, I mean, hey, if you've been bullied before, you're ready to go out there. You know, he'd probably swing on a kid if he had to. So I, I get it. So Ralphie, he heads to visit his friends because Flick it's still in town he owns his dad's tavern and so he's it's really cool they got the original actors from the first movie and schwartz it still lives with his mom and he hangs out with flick all day because ralphie's not there so what are they gonna do they're gonna yell at each other at the bar and schwartz has run up a gigantic tab at flicks and flicks just keeps Keeps the numbers, and he's like, one day you have to pay for this motherfucker. He's like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> like, I, I understand, like you know, you know, friends. They're like, hey man, on the house, right? They're like, no, give me money. He's like, nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> so he has a couple of things that he needs to take care of. Like I said, he needs to work out his father's obituary, which he only has like seven words on, and he keeps putting it off because he doesn't want to, you know think about his dad like that not being around so he keeps working on his sci-fi book and waiting on the call from his publishers he also takes his family out 
to go tree shopping. Just, just like in the original movie where the dad is like the best negotiator and cracks down on money and gets the cheapest price. Ralphie, now I don't know how good he is at negotiating, but he thinks he's pulling a fast one all over the tree guy. And he's like, I'll give you five bucks for that one over there. And the guy looks at the tree and it's gigantic. And it's like got holes in it. It's not, a, it doesn't look healthy or it's like, I don't know, grew too fast. And it's just not full. The guy's like, okay. Instantly, Ralphie's like, yeah. <laughs> and you, you hear the, the tree guys say like, hey, I sold that weird tree. <laughs> so they bring the tree back home and it's way too big for the house. And so the top is just scratching up the ceiling. And then they have the kids decorate the tree because that's absolutely what kids are for. Labor. Non-paid labor. And they actually say that in the movie. They're like, no. Nah, Isn't this child labor? Yeah, no, well, we don't pay you, so. <laughs> so, so they're just drinking. Yeah. All three of the parents, <laughs> Ralphie, his wife, and his mom, just chilling on the couch, drinking wine, watching these kids decorate this yeah, tree. Just getting loaded. They're like, no, yep. this, this is your thing. So while this is happening, Julie, the girl, she's nervous that there's an angel on top because on their tree, they have an angel. And I guess they didn't pack it or they were just going to use. Oh, because they were originally going to have Christmas in Chicago, because usually the grandma and grandpa come to Chicago to celebrate. Mm -hmm. But because Mm -hmm. the grandpa died, they're celebrating in Homan. And so they didn't think to pack any of their decorations and stuff. They were just going to use what's there. Yeah. So what they have is a star. And then Ralphie hits his daughter with the man. I hope you believe this. He's like, well, star is even better. And in Homan, if you don't have a star, Santa doesn't stop at your house. And she's like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so around this time, he finds his first typewriter in the attic. And so he tries to work on the old man's obituary and stuff. And like I said, he's still working on his sequel to his unpublished first novel. So he's like, you know, I got all this ammo right here. So the family, they go off to do other things while he's busy doing this. And the mom, she slips and sprains her ankle as they're heading to go ice skating. And apparently she really loves ice skating. And she's like, I can do spins and jumps. And then before they even get there, blows her ankle out. (laughs) I'm a badass. Ankle. <laughs> so as Christmas Eve gets closer, we see the family. They go to Higby's. Hey, the giant store with the sweet glass, just like display. display. I think that's really cool. I know Disneyland has it's it's technically a display case, but you don't buy the things. But they have these setups, and it's like different worlds and things pop out, trains run by, and stuff, and the, like the background moves. And I think it's one of the coolest things for kids to see and for adults just to see because it takes a lot of work to do them. So I always thought they looked really cool. And Higby's has the same. It, it probably takes a fuck ton of work to do these things. So Next time we go to Disneyland, I got to make you stop at the windows of the Emporium because they do this same thing. But they have a bunch like not a one giant window. They have a bunch of smaller windows. And in each smaller window is like a different Christmas movie or a Christmas movie, a different Disney movie that they did like each one. Like they'll have like, here's the Aladdin window. Here's the Beauty and the Beast window and whatever. And they have like miniatures set up 
to portray like a specific scene in the movie. Yeah. It's really cool. And so while they're at Higby's, Ralphie tells the kids, Mark and Julie, to wait in line to see Santa Claus. And I don't think it's the same Santa. It's been 30 years, but somebody that looks just like him and is a little grumpy about kids screaming in his face and peeing on him. (laughs) And he has a little flashback of his times. And he says, I think he says, don't let Santa kick you, kick you down the slide. They're like, what? He's like, ah, don't worry about it. (laughs) So while the kids are busy, Sandy and Ralphie's mom, they go get drunk. And then Ralphie, with the list and the money, runs around and grabs all the presents and actually gets everything on the list, which is legit, you know? That's always a a good feeling for parents when they're like, I got everything. And we still have a little bit of money. Rock on. And they're good. And so as they're heading back home, the plumber breaks down and they're out of eggs. So what they have to do is just let the car cool down. So when your radiator is overheated, the car, it legit stops. You can't do anything. So you have to wait till the water cools in the inside and you can start your journey for a while. So I guess it probably works even better when you're in cold weather. You probably get further because everywhere is cold. <laughs> your car is like, I can last a little bit longer. So... While they're waiting, they have a snowball fight. And Ralphie, it's like Ralphie against his kids. And then the mom comes in. And so it's Ralphie and Julie versus the mom and Mark. And Ralphie hops up real quick because he's going to, like, peg, you know, his family. And Julie is right in the way. And she gets her shit rocked by a snowball right in the eye. So they take a trip to the emergency room. And she gets an eye patch. Her eye is fine. It's going to just take some time to heal. While they are in the emergency room, the trunk, it keeps popping open by itself. And it pops open. And all their gifts are stolen from the trunk while they're in the hospital. And Sandy, well, all three of them, the mom, uh, the grandma, Ralphie, and the mom, they look at each other and they're like, well, we got to make this work somehow. The kids don't know that we give the presents. It's still Santa's job. We just got to make this work somehow. So back at Flick's, Flick gives Ralphie's son, Mark, his first job bartending, which this is back in the day, you know. (laughs) Can't just have a kid pouring drinks now. Somebody would fuss, you know. But Schwartz, it keeps picking at Flick. And Flick says, like, dude, you owe me money. Why are you talking shit about anything? And maybe you should go to that other bar in town. He's like, but that bar is shitty. <laughs> I like it here. He's like, well, well, you need to pay. And he's like, man. And so, so Flaky offers to forgive his tab if he does a physical stunt. And the stunt he wants him to do is called the ramp. And apparently it's this old, I want to say, probably a way they ship logs. Yeah, it's probably for logging. Yeah, and it's a stupid ramp. And so everybody, and they 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 played it so stupidly. Everybody's at the end of the ramp with the cars and stuff. And Flick goes up. No, no, Schwartz goes up. Sorry. And Flick actually triple dog dares him to do it. And so I guess they still roll by the kid rules because he's like, fuck, now I got to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, you can't turn down a triple dog dare. Yeah. And so while he's up there, Schwartz is like, if I do this jump, I don't have to pay this money. And it's probably a fuck ton of money. He's- oh, yeah. His bar tab looked wild. They, it was just like um, 
check marks or yeah. dashes. Yeah. Tons of fives. <laughs> there were so many. And it was really thick. I'm like, Jesus. Uh, you know. So yeah. he goes down the ramp. And boy, howdy, he makes it. He does fall straight on his back and just hits the ground. It's gross, you know. And I think he mumbles that, like, I'm an adult, man. I shouldn't be doing this shit, you know. When you're a kid, you can do dumb shit because your body is just full of magic, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you, you can do dumb shit and just hit yourself and fall. So he makes the jump. Hooray! His tab is forgiven. And then right after that, everybody else starts sledding. And you see all these older people falling, busting their shit. And then Mark goes to the top of the hill and slides down. And like I said, they were doing this the dumb way. All the sleds are going in the direction of cars and trees and like gates. And he runs into like, I think a car or a gate and breaks his arm. Oh, Ralphie, as he gets back home, he lays in bed and they were like, oh, you guys took a long time to get back. He's like, yeah, yeah, we did some stuff, hung out with my friends. Oh, and Mark broke his arm. She's like, what? <laughs> so the next day, Ralphie, he gets a call from his final publisher that it could work with. And he got rejected. And so he's super sad. And he throws his, his building story that he's doing now, the part two. And he gives up on writing. And he actually tells Sandy that when they get back, he's going to come back from his little sabbatical of staying away from work and he's going to go back to work because you know he can't just keep up this silly little fantasy forever and i was like no it's sad but i i I get it you know and so at this point after sandy talks to him and stuff like you know a cool wife should or a cool just partner Mm -hmm. should and he remembers christmas of back in the day ralphie gets a little bit of inspiration he writes he starts writing a piece. It, it, like, and I get it when you, when I get insp- inspired when I'm talking or working on some type of little scripty thing, it just feels good, and you just keep going. And you're like, "Damn, I talked for like two hours. I, that was not part of the plan." And so he writes something, and it's way, way too long for like an obituary. Obituary is probably two, three paragraphs, and that's it. Mm-hmm. He's written something that is probably fucking pages long like an absolute story and he's getting all sad because he's thinking about his dad and stuff and he leaves it on the desk and he, he's not gonna give that to the newspaper that's kind of something for him he it was a cathartic thing that he needed to do just talk about his dad so mark and julie they get a little bit of inspiration from their dad and they learn that the dad beat up his bully back in the day and they were like, oh, that story's real? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I told y'all. And they're like, well, I mean, you can't really trust every story that you say. And he's like, nah, I beat the shit out of my bully. <laughs> Ralphie really did. He was whomping that kid up, something fierce. And so the kids get a plan to get back at their bullies. So they build up a snowman over a tree stump. And so when the snowmobile is rolling in to, to just tackle it. So I don't know how fast a snowmobile can go. But I'm, fast. I'm betting, I mean, this is the 70s, so they ain't giving no shits about anything. That bad boy would probably go 25, right? Easy. So them kids were probably going at least 20 miles per hour on it. They probably should have died. If they're driving full speed, probably full speed. Oh. The top speed of a snowmobile, it ranges 
between 95 and 120 miles an okay. hour. Okay, they weren't going 90 <laughs> down the street, but I'd no, say but at least 40. At least, for sure. At least 40. So they were probably going, I'd say, I'd take it down a little bit. They were probably going 30 when they hit something that made them instantly stop. And they flew off of the snowmobile. They should have really gotten hurt. And they seem to fall in the snow and they're like fucked up. And then one of the kids peed himself and everyone starts laughing. They're like, ah, he peed himself. You suck. And he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> and they run off. And so, you know, Ralphie's happy at his kids because they defended themselves kind of. Well, they just bamboozled the bullies. And so the bullies shouldn't come back. Well, they can't destroy any more snowmobile. I mean, snowmen because they don't have a snowmobile. I guess they could walk, but mm-hmm. that's not as cool when you were moving like 30 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> so that night, Julie, she gets really sad because the tree's star falls off and breaks. And Ralphie's like, oh, it's, it's fine, you know? And then Julie's freaking out because she's like, you told me Santa Claus only comes to houses if we have a star. We don't have a star. Santa's not coming. This Christmas is going to suck. And he's like, oh, fuck, I did say that. Oh, that's what I fucking get for saying that. So he's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get a new star. I'm going to go get one. Don't worry, baby. I gotcha. So he everything's closed, man. It's Christmas Eve. So he sees one star in Flick's Tavern. So he he does a little bit of a B and E, as Dan Cook would say, and he sneaks into the tavern. He breaks a window or a a little slat, and he leaves a note saying, "I will pay for this later." Sorry, bro. And as he's leaving, a light hits him, and it's a police officer. And he's like, oh, holy shit. He's like, wait, Ralphie Parker. And he's like, what the fuck? I know that voice. It's Scott Farkas. Holy shit, it's the bully from the first movie. Oh, it's round two, (laughs) y'all. And Ralphie really thought, like, holy shit, he's a cop now. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. He's going to just kill me. No one's out here. It's just me and him. I'm going to die. And Scott, it's funny, in Ralphie's eyes, he looks at Scott, and he's a grown man. And then Scott turns back into the kid version but he's still adult sized but he has the same outfit he has the little raccoon cap and the jacket and he's got the braces and i was like oh holy shit and he's freaking out but then we learned that scut actually he owes ralphie because after he got his ass kicked by ralphie he set him on the better path and now he's he's a cop and he talks about his kids are kind of assholes and they just ride around on a snowmobile. And Ralphie's like, ooh. <laughs> but, you know, he's going to keep that quiet. So Scud actually gives him a ride home and he tells him like, hey, you know, it's kind of weird that you would steal from your friend out of the bar. Don't do not do that again. And he's like, I, I really need this star for my kids and stuff. You know, and he's like, OK, still kind of weird, but. If it was anybody else, you would be in jail tonight. You know that, right? And he's like, yeah, probably. And Scott drives off laughing <laughs> about it. He's like, that'd be really funny. And it, he scoots off. So Mrs. Parker and Ralphie, they're talking about the dad. And the Christmas tree actually blows a fuse. And Ralphie's going to get up and take care of it because he probably knows where the fuses are. They probably all know. Because the dad likes to yell and just fuss as he goes to, into the basement. But then the mom says, no, I need to learn how to do this because it's, it's just me. You know, dad's not here to do it. And so on Christmas morning, Ralphie heads outside to get the mail or newspaper. And everyone around is like telling him, good job, Ralphie. That was awesome. He's like, wait, what are you talking about? And we find out that Sandy, 
actually sent Ralphie's little manuscript story, obituary story to the local paper. And Sandy talked to him and said, like, hey, I know it's really long, but you should really check it out. And they put it on the front page as a full column. And everyone's like, that was a really good story about your dad. It was awesome. And Ralphie gets a call and he's offered a job as a columnist and he's going to be syndicated. So he's going to make some good money and it's going to be more than just local. It's probably going to be all around the state, his stories. Mm-hmm. And so th- their first big story, their big question was, do you have any more stories? He's like, yeah, dude, I have tons of stories. <laughs> so as their opening presents, Ralphie and his wife discovered that there's a lot of presents down uh, under the tree. Ralphie's dad actually bought presents before because he's a cool dad that kind of knows what the kids want. And he bought just about everything that the kids were wanting already. And so dad, from wherever he's chilling now, actually had Ralphie. He, he put up, he put Christmas on his back one more time and helped out. So Christmas looks awesome and the kids are super pumped and everyone gets really nice, thoughtful gifts and stuff like that. And then, holy shit, Randy's back. So Ralphie's little brother, he comes back into town from a trip from India for business. And he gives what? Mark gets a sword. And uh, Julie got a, what did she get? She got something kind of dangerous too. Yeah. Yeah. So just like an uncle, I don't have to live with this shit. This is your problem. So have fun. They have a knife now. So I'm leaving. (laughs) And as dinner is happening, they're almost done with all the casseroles. And then the grandma, she's made a turkey and it looks good. They just got to get through all the casseroles. And then little by little, people from town come to talk to Ralphie. And so Flick and Schwartz and uh, honestly, a lot of people from the bar. Because <laughs> I guess they needed to go somewhere to go. Well, they're all friends. Yeah. yeah. They head into the house and they help the Parker family eat all of the casseroles and actually finish them all. And then they can actually eat the real food. Hooray. So after dinner's done, the, the, the Parker family, they ask Ralphie to actually read the story. They've all read it on their own, but they want him to read it. You know, they want to hear the story. And so Ralphie sits in the old man's chair, red chair, and he begins to read. And as he starts the story, I was like, this sounds kind of familiar. And then it transitions into gene shepherd's voice it's the exact same story from the original film so ralphie wrote a christmas story in the form so this is a meta ass story so he wrote technically the first movie and as the column yeah yeah and i was like that's fucking cool and and then the voice blurred into it and so he went back to the first movie for a couple of seconds and i was like that's legit like ah it's so fucking cool and so that is a Christmas story. Christmas. It's so good. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in a Christmas story? Christmas. Oh, that's Ralphie for sure. I love that they kept the the way that Ralphie tells the story from the first Christmas story. Um, his the way that he tells a story. If somehow you've never seen a Christmas story. Um, good for you for avoiding TV for the last 40 years, I guess. <laughs> but I love the way that he tells a story because he will over 
fantasize things mm-hmm. and things just become larger than life in his retellings of whatever happened. So when he is reliving things from his memory in this movie, like from when he was a kid, you know, everything is larger than life. And they pulled clips from the movie, from the old movie um, of his childhood and yep. the way that he was telling his kids things and the way that you know the gang of friends that he had when he was a kid hasn't really changed like all the dudes are just the same but adults now it was just fantastic but his way of storytelling and the way that he winds the story through just made it really interesting and it was a cool bit of storytelling for a movie that we haven't really seen very much of except for the first Christmas story. Yeah. Emma. I would agree. Um, I do have Ralphie written here, but I also have my runner up was Scut. <laughs> so the little feature of Scut in this was adorable. Yeah. And I thought it was really well done uh, because the second you find out that it's him, it's like, oh, fuck, shit's going to go down like very terribly right now. And then it really doesn't, which was yeah. honestly surprising for me. So, yeah, he would be my runner up. But Ralphie, for sure, just the entire character that is Ralphie is exactly what you said. Makes everything larger than life. Like he was meant to be a writer. He very much kind of came into that very early. But I I loved, loved ralphie and scott in this yeah i'm gonna go with with scott like ralphie you know no shit he's the main character you have to either like him or you hate him but scott was really fun because i was waiting on that situation to pop up all through the movie because in the trailer you see like his silhouette and he pops out like he did back in the day and i was like oh shit you know ralphie's gonna have to fight him <laughs> again but it was really cool that all it took was an ass whooping and scott got better mm-hmm. even though he kind of was still he had his mean streak because the whole time he's like, yeah, I was like, saw you like break into a place and I really should lock you up <laughs> for all of this, but eh, I'm going to give you a pass this Christmas. But man, if anybody else caught you, you'd be locked up tonight and just laughs at him and just drives off. Like, yep. like he's still a kind of a, probably a shitty, a shithead kind of person, but he's a better mm-hmm. shithead. But now Scott was really cool to see. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? That would be the bullies on the snowmobile because they were dicks. Uh, the the new his Ralphie's kids have a bully now in this town, and it's, it's similar to when Ralphie was a kid, and Scott was just like making his life hell. It's actually Scott's kids. Yeah, yep. Scott's kids are bullshit. Uh, <laughs> oh, and terrible. they got everything they deserved. Oh yeah, <laughs> Emma. 100% agree. I could not control myself when the kids built the snowman on the fucking stump. Yep. And they just ate shit. And he's like, he peed himself. <laughs> I could not. That was the fucking best. But no, Scott's kids were awful. They yeah, were they the were. fucking worst. Like, who the fuck drives around with uh, Chernabog horns? Like, on a snowmobile he- helmet. <laughs> like, that was so much. They were the worst. So, like, you know, notwithstanding, the kids were crap. But I'm going to go with the people that stole the presents from the trunk that didn't close. 
that's really shitty on Christmas Eve. Like, no, yeah, it was Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It was the day before Christmas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Presents got stolen because the next day they were talking about it. And then they had the, the oh, speech oh, with the Christmas kids. Eve, Eve, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's real crappy, man. Stealing presents just out of a trunk, you know, it's pretty crappy. But like yeah. I said, it all worked out. Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. Katie? Perfect nostalgic sequel to A Christmas Story. And then Ralphie attempts making Christmas perfect post dad. Otis? I'm sad the original parents weren't there. So like I said earlier, the dad, he he passed away in 2006. And the mom, she retired from acting in 2007. So they probably asked her, but she's like, nah, I'm good. I'm all right. And plus, just age-wise, they'd be crazy old, which I they it'd be hard. I, they wouldn't even have to explain it, really. She just, she just looks older. But, I mean, I was fine with the mom that they picked, Sandy. Oh, uh, not Sandy. Uh, oh, just Mrs. Parker. But, um, yeah, I was sad that the dad wasn't there because he's a mess in the first one. He's like my favorite character in the first movie. So, Oh, yeah. It's all the yelling and stuff. So, but yeah. Emma. Okay. Kids, perfect gift. Parents, the perfect Christmas. I thought <laughs> that was like really interesting of an analogy that Ralphie made at the beginning. Like for kids, all it is is about the perfect gift. And for parents, it's making the perfect Christmas. And then there'll be no Christmas without the star. Yep. Uh, the perfect sequel to a classic movie. And then my alliterative, painful parents passing prompts, pictures, pristine parallels. Very nice. So going with the thread of all the movies, just about all the movies we've watched this year in Christmas, this bad boy came off an app, which means there is no budget or box office. (laughs) But from what I've seen of reviews and how people talk about it, it seemed pretty solid. A lot of people, they, they like it. A, a lot of the time people say, I mean, it ain't the first one, but it's hard to beat the first one, but it's pretty dang good. It's better than some of the renditions that they did, because I remember there's a Christmas story, two, And that's why they didn't use a number on this one, because it's already been used. And that one, Ralphie is like maybe 17 and like Daniel Stern's the dad, which is uh, it's fine again. And it just wasn't as it just didn't look good but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm glad they they could pull just the actors that did this and i think with a lot of older films they're starting to do that now and just bring people back if someone's alive give them a shot just like willow you know they could have easily picked some other you know actor to do it but warwick davis is chilling being awesome let's bring them back to do it so I think a lot of directors and stuff now these days, if they're using something old, they're like, no, let's run that shit back. That person's still alive. Mm-hmm. They're not, not going to say no to money, you know? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. get to go back and do the thing that they were famous for. So I thought it was really, really cool. I actually think that this movie, for me, is better than the first one. Like, I liked the first one growing up, but I didn't love it. Like, it wasn't one of my favorite films. Yeah. But this film definitely puts Christmas as a whole and your knowledge of what was happening in the first movie in perspective. And it made me look at the dad in the first movie in a whole different way because 
when I was a kid, I would watch this movie and only think to myself, God, that dad just hates Christmas. Like, yeah, he hates his kids. He's a crotchety old douchebag. But this movie made me see it from adult Ralphie's eyes that the dad in the first movie was only trying to portray a perfect Christmas for his kid and that he actually really loved the holiday and he really loved all these different things. So I think this movie puts a new perspective on the old movie. And the next time I watch the original A Christmas Story, I'm going to see it in a whole different light, I think, because of how good this sequel was for me. Because it was not my favorite. I disagree. This movie does way too many callbacks to be able to stand on its own this movie oh well i don't think it can stand on its own yeah so I just that's like what i'm saying better. the first one's gotta be better because it's like it, it like every time someone popped up they would either their clothes would change back to their kid form scut changed into an adult looking scut from the first movie <laughs> okay here's what i gotta say on that one little thing you just said <laughs> A sequel can be better than the original, even if you need the original to understand what's happening. Yeah. So, like, yes, you need to have seen A Christmas Story for this movie to make sense. But I don't think that A Christmas Story, for me, I don't think A Christmas Story is better than this one. I think this one went above and beyond it. Kind of like the Thor movies. Thor 3. Better than Thor 1 and 2. Does anybody have anything else to say about A Christmas Story Christmas? It's great. It's so good. Get on HBO Max right now and watch it. Yes. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode 21 of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. But we've only got four days left. Bye. Bye, guys. Adios. You know what I did like about this is that there wasn't a you'll shoot your eye out thing yep. that was just like constant about one of the kids' gifts. Oh. Like yeah. the kid wanted the sled, but it wasn't like you're gonna break your neck over. I and love over that again. he said he's probably gonna break his other arm, and then he's like, Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then it was over. <laughs> I was like, now that's a problem. Yeah, they were just like, Yeah, it's fine. <laughs>